The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hogwarts Legacy. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I a very can't dangerous wait. topic to bring up. We have to talk about it. You ready? Yep. All right, cool. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Show Radio. This is episode 635. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Daniela, we have to talk about it. Okay, first off, how are you? I'm doing good. Been uh, quite an interesting week, but I've been good. Okay. Tired, but I'm okay. here. I'm living, taking one day at a time. I love My it. My legs are sore from the gym. Yeah, you've been working <laughs> out. How's, how's that been? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. This last um, this last couple of weeks have been a little bit hard. Um, I had to go and travel for work. Um, and my my days were pretty long at twelve hour days, and I know I shouldn't make excuses for why I can't fit in some time to work out, but you know, when I'm tired, I'm tired. Right. And um, I tried, I, I went to the gym, uh, was it Valentine's Day yesterday, yesterday morning? Yeah. Um, and I was just exhausted. So I was kind of, I was pretty sloppy, <laughs> which can be a really bad thing when you're lifting weights, um, no matter if it's like five pounds, 35 pounds or whatever your personal best is, one 150, whatever it may be, when you have bad form, you just injure yourself more. So I know it was a bit sloppy in a lot of my things. And pain that I have today is a good kind of pain. You know, the muscles are working, they're rebuilding themselves, but I'm just, I'm just tired. I am, but I've been pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on it. I mean, fell off for a little bit, but when you fall off, as long as you don't stay off of that little wagon of yours too long, you get back on it, you know, you're always good. Right. No, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that you're you're having the the progress. You know, I see the videos and and it's it's inspiring for sure. It's inspiring for sure. But so we're not going to waste any time here because I'm sure you had a long day. All right. We're going to get right into it, Daniela. Hogwarts Legacy. This is a very, very hot game. Right. In a lot of ways. You know, some websites, you know, kind of not not really giving it love. I don't know what they're doing. Right. So I definitely want to hear your take on the game. You know, uh, I guess, you know, you could set the scene of what you've seen online and then talk about, you know, personal experience if you have any of the game. Well, OK, <laughs> I, I feel like this is such a dangerous topic to touch on. And it doesn't matter how carefully worded you um, you present this. Because you do coverage on the game, you're bad. You don't do coverage on the game, you're bad. It, it, there's no there's no really winning. But for the last, um, I would say, a couple of years now, ever since it was announced, um, it kind of has been this building tension over these last couple of years and definitely, definitely leading up to the weeks of, of the release. So, you know, if you pre-ordered it, uh, you got to play it uh, like on the 7th, it released out on the 10th. So by this point, um, depending on when you listen to it, today's the 15th. Um, it's already been out for eight days. So let's just round it out to a week. Um, and a lot of people leading up to the release of it 
have, especially on um, streamer, content creator, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever you may be using as your primary social media, you will see a lot of content creators taking kind of kind of sides um, in, in a matter and trying to justify why they're doing something or why they're playing it, why they're not playing it. But the biggest thing is, is that um, the reason why it's such a controversial game is that J.K. Rowling, um, who as a, a viewer, a child growing up um, with Harry Potter, reading the books, you know, she created this world, this universe that a lot of people, including myself, have fallen into and or fallen in love with and and just loved. I mean, I have a D&D group that with like some of my, my family friends, um, best friends that we it's a Harry Potter themed world story that our campaign that we're playing through. Um, that we are creating ourselves is not based directly off of any of the the books directly, but that's how it affected us. My godchildren absolutely love Harry Potter. They love this world, and and I've been in it, you know, since I was fifteen. That was the first time I ever read um, one of her books. And throughout high school, um, even when I moved here, we went to every book release at at Borders, and we were there. We were dressed up. We got the books. It was a whole said experience. Borders, like, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's I know. Just totally crazy to think myself. about that. I forgot totally about Borders, but go ahead, go ahead. Dating myself here, but I mean, knowing then that was like how many years ago? I'm 38, 15. So 23 years ago. <laughs> mm. We didn't know what type of person J.K. Rowling was. And she started really showing her her colors and what she stood for and what she believed in um, and her personal opinions over the, definitely these last several years, which have labeled her as um, a turf, um, transphobic, anti-trans. And as a person of the LGBT community, you know, that just like it affects everybody in in how she is putting forth, you know, her anti-trans opinions and the fact that she has said actively like you know people who buy her books or watch the movies or in some way that she's making money off people she takes that as you know people are supporting me and she's been known to you know donate towards certain uh, legislations and and groups and charities that are very anti-trans and so it's it's a huge issue um, I guess not. I guess in in a lot of ways, especially for allies and and the trans community. So now we're here in present day, where you know you have content creators and gamers asking to boycott this game and do not show support for it. I have a quick question. And for if you. go ahead, yeah, okay. So just definitely hold that to, uh, that thought on support. Do you think she's saying these things? to for promotion or do you really believe based on what you've seen that she she really means what she's saying in regards to what has been said i believe she means what she says i I think there was a podcast or a quick article that i saw where she tried to say like oh that her words are taken out of context it's really hard to take those things out of context especially what she supports and what she believes um and what she states okay Uh, all right you were talking about i didn't i didn't listen i didn't i didn't read that article i didn't listen to whatever podcast show that she was on that that was said um i don't think i'm gonna bother to that's fine you were talking about support so um go ahead i'll be quiet go ahead so so you have people calling for 
for a boycott against this to show, you know, speak with your money by not buying it, by not doing, um, by not buying anything from Wizarding World, period. And don't show support for her. And he had a lot of arguments of like, oh, you know, I want to support the devs. I want to, like all of these people who, who worked on this game. And then the counter to that was, well, those people already got paid. Um, and then you have people saying, you know, we got to separate the art from the artist. And... It, it it's it's turned into a very very ugly divide and and it's really really hard because people are taking very very strong actions if you're going to play this i'm blocking you i don't want you in my life i don't need you based off of one instance and i and, and to me personally i think that is a bit drastic because you're you're basically writing off somebody on just one instance, one action, like that person can be like the best person up until that person. Well, in in whoever's eyes, this person has done good all along the way, but they chose to spend seventy dollars on a game that, for whatever reason that they personally have, um, want to play, and they have justified in their in their mind about why they want to play it. Suddenly, they're just written out. People are you know, going into streams and just harassing people who are streaming this game. Um, you have people just blocking, removing friends. Oh, you're just not a good enough person for me anymore because you're going to do this. You're not a real ally. You're not. You're a terrible human being attacking people, saying terrible things. And just because this person is, is choosing to play it, I'm not going to go down the list and find out each and every single person's individual reason why they chose to. I'm going to hope that they waited out about why they chose to play it or why they chose not to play it based off facts, based off of where their moral compass is, based off of what they want to do. And there's a lot of people who says like, okay, I, I really want to play this game. I will raise money for charity. I will put the money towards there. And a lot of people saying that's that's not good enough. Um you're not helping the cause, you're making it worse. You're, you can't combat JK Rowling if you're just, you know, <laughs> continuing to to buy into this and give her royalties for this. And it's it's definitely it's very heartbreaking to see such a huge divide and for it to turn so ugly. There's even a website. Um, I can't remember exactly what the URL is, but it was basically like, oh, is that person playing that wizard game? And it will show if they're playing it or streamed it or anything like that. And people are using that as, oh, at least I know now who who to block or unfollow or unsubscribe to all all of this stuff, which I feel is just that website is definitely doing more harm mm. than anything. Like, I, I think is a bit extreme. Um and then you you have you just have people who they're playing it in secret. And I I will not put anybody on blast because however way I feel, however way another person may feel, that is their personal opinion, that is their personal thoughts. Even if it goes against what I believe, what I want, whatever it may be, whether it be this issue or any other issue, um, I'm not going to attack that person just because they have a difference of opinion or idea or anything like if they're not if they personally are not causing direct harm to anybody i'm gonna let that person live however they're gonna live i'm not gonna be that person that is going to cancel or remove somebody in my life because they're choosing to do something that i don't agree with is that hurting me no is that hurting the people personally in my life no 
if they want that on their conscience, that's up to them. That is their life. I already have too much stuff going on in my own personal life to have the negativity of other things hitting me. And I know that sounds incredibly selfish because just like the Black Lives Matters movement, it is an exhausting fight to to be in. But you have to spend your energy in the best way that you possibly can. And if people have that energy to continue fighting and 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 however way, I'm not saying when I say fighting, I'm not saying to bully somebody, to harass somebody, to to guilt trip, to talk down to anybody. But when I say fighting, I mean to educate, to put in that effort, to spread awareness, to get people to understand why something is wrong. That is what I mean by fighting, by doing it in a respectable, caring way. Um, I'm not going to sit there. I can't. I, I just seriously don't have it in me to just hate or be angry at every single person that chooses to do something that is different from what everybody else is screaming, no matter how much everybody is screaming. And that I think that is also something that I'm, I definitely had to just exit out of Twitter from and not have to see that because the, the anger, the hate, I do not believe for me, and I know that there's going to be people who are feeling very different about this. But for me, a minority group that you're trying to be an ally for and for them to get the acceptance and the respect that they deserved to be equal with everybody. I do not feel that you get that out of hate. I don't I don't feel that you will ever get that type of respect and equality when that group, your allies are just attacking people. That is not the way. And I just do not have the energy to put into that. And I respect and praise people who do have that energy to be patient enough to have the conversations to get people to understand that trans people are people. But it really, it really sucks that it has to be this game. And this is how I get to see the gaming and content creator world so, so divided. And you have like, and I, I think what it comes down to is like, you're yelling at people to tell them how to enjoy the money that they have. And I don't, I don't, I, I haven't spoken to every single person to ask them, why are they playing this game? Knowing full well, the amount of backlash they are going to get, they're still going into it. Whether they're playing it in private or they are streaming it, I think every gamer content creator knows they are walking into fire doing so. Now, what they want or what are they seeking to get out of it? I don't know. But I know a lot of people, a lot of people, gamers that are just gamers or content creators or <laughs> within the LGBTQ community that are trans themselves that are playing this game on dummy accounts because they just want to enjoy this world. They want to, they want, they are excited, but they can't put that out there because you're going to be labeled instantly as a transphobe. <laughs> and that, that breaks my heart. It makes me sad that people have to just sit there and in guilt and shame to enjoy something that no matter what they say, nobody's ever going to see that as being justified. Mm. And how so, are you going to tell me that a trans person playing this game is a transphobe? I don't know. It's not, it's not, it's not with me. It's like, it's, it's not my place. Um, that's something internally to, 
the trans community for them to determine or I guess I suppose I don't know but I'm not touching that look you want to play it play you don't want to play it don't play it um but I'm not I'm not in the market to to make somebody feel guilty or to guilt trip in somebody into playing it or not playing it yeah so I've I've watched a couple of streams uh, and I guess that makes me, you know, an enemy now, right? Because I watched a couple of streams just to get an idea what the game was about. Um, I'm not in that world. I remember watching some of the Harry Potter stuff. I don't remember, you know, a lot of what it is about. Um, you know, I know there's magic in there and all that stuff or whatever. Uh, I know there's different clans, right? Gryffindor and then some other stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's the- Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Slytherin. Yeah. 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 I know there's the clans and stuff like that. So, so. I don't remember how they're classified. You know, if there's like one that's really bad, one is noble, one is, MB- I don't know. I don't remember, right? It's been that long since I've watched anything Harry Potter related. I don't even know how Hogwarts Legacy fits into all that, right? Um, but from what I've seen, the game looks really dope, okay? The game looks really dope. And everyone that I've seen playing it are really enjoying it. I did see a bad review. Um, I think it was like a one. Did you, do you have any thoughts on that one? Um, it was a very interesting take. So this one, this one came from the wired or wired.com. And I can, I can see where their take is. I feel, I feel when it comes to journalism, though, freelance or not, there's objective and subjective. And I think there's a lot of personal thoughts into this, which, you know, a game review can have that if you know, reading it and going into it. Um, do you think it deserves a one though? Or do you think that's just like, that's too much, that's extra? I mean, if that's what they feel that it deserved, then the one is right. And then if there's other establishments that feels like it's a nine, 9.5 out of 10, then that is their, you know, their review and their thoughts on it. Um, but here's a problem with it. Sometimes you, you depending on the avenue that you are getting this review from, you know, there's that whole conspiracy and thought that, you know, some some journalists are paid for high reviews, especially with a game that is so controversial that, you know, you you want those good reviews out to hopefully combat whatever is going on in, you know, in the environment. Um, and that's that's something I kind of find interesting in the in this call for this boycott. And here's where I think is really nasty and I definitely don't agree with is that people were buying the game, pre-ordering the game out of spite because people were saying, don't buy this game, don't do this because of that, because mm. J.K. Rowling's a ter- terrible person. So people were just buying it just like, because you said that it makes you angry, I'm going to buy it. That is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, pretty, which, that's pretty interesting, yeah. Kind of boosted the sales because right, it was, you know, number one on Steam. It was on PlayStation, you know, on Xbox. It it was it was up there. It might it even be game of the year. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, about it's going to be year. up there. It's it might even be in the category of game of the year in terms of nomin nominations. I wouldn't be surprised. Where are we in February? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because we saw High Fire Rush. That was a a, a delight in a lot of ways, right? A beautiful game, you know, rhythm and all that stuff. It seems like. All across the board, that's getting good reviews uh, for a good, uh, well, not reviews at this point because it's been out for, for a little bit, right? So the reviews have, have already taken place. Everybody seems to love Hi-Fi Rush, right? This Hogwarts Legacy uh, situation for me, um, I guess the question I wanted to ask you going back to that is 
do you think that it would have gotten a one or is it ignorant for me as I'm, as I'm thinking about it, if we didn't have any of the issues that, that we've heard, right. From what has been said about certain communities. Right. And then we have the game that came out. Do you think that that outlet will give it a one if those words or those things didn't exist? If JK Rowling didn't say and do all the things that she does. Correct. No. Okay, so I I'm going to pick a number. I don't think there's very, very many games that deserve a one. And right. I know there's a lot of bad games that are out there, but. Right. So then, so then, so if they were to do the normal stuff that they usually do when it comes to games, right? Because I've never seen a game get a one ever. I don't even know if there's ever been a game I came across where they actually gave it a one, right? Maybe a yeah. six, right? Six would be like. Maybe. We barely liked it so we give it a six right uh 7.5 if they still do the 0.5 that's usually like we liked it enough that we would recommend it right 8.5 and up then this is like historically from what i've seen right 8.5 is like this is really good you know highly recommend and then in the last couple of years a lot of the outlets have been a little bit more generous with the nines and up right but a one though a one you can find any angle to give a game a one. That's that's the point I'm making here. You can find any angle that you didn't like to go as low as a one. I've never seen a one before from I can't even tell you what game I I can recall that got a one ever. Right. Which is weird to me. That's just very weird. And I think it, it has a lot to do with the things surrounding uh, the title itself. So. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think there's there's very few games. I don't think there's I don't I, I'm trying to sit here and really think about a game that would a one Daniela and truly deserve a one. <laughs> there is a game that I'm trying to think of. I think it was on Xbox 360 that it was just so terrible. Like I I <laughs> I think I had my friends who were playing the game just because it was really easy. And I wish I could remember the title of it, but I just did not like it. But they were playing it to boost their um xbox achievement scores like i think you got an achievement just for pausing the game okay so uh, i I was like that was bad and that like even i think that that game was terrible i couldn't i couldn't even get through like an hour of playing it i was just so irritated with that game i don't even think i would even give that a one like i'd still give that like okay here's a four just because you're one of an easy games to boost your gamer score in xbox Okay, so I, I stand corrected, right? So I looked, and there was one game that I want to make sure I mute this so it doesn't come across. Um, there was this game called Amy for the Xbox Live Arcade. Okay, Amy was not a great; it wasn't a great experience, right? And Amy got a one. Okay, and that was Xbox Live Arcade. So Metacritic gave it. Very, very low scores. Fives, and I see 25 as a meta score, right? Well, that's not even a one. User score was 3.8. Uh, well, no, so I'll change. I'll change what I said. Critic scores, you know, they're mixed reviews. Okay, so Amy didn't even get one. One, one was given by users, not like official outlets. So Amy didn't even get a one, okay? IGN gave it a 20, all right? So I'm looking official uh, Xbox magazine gave it a 40 G4 TV 30. So Amy didn't even get like a one from major outlets. 
and a major outlet like Wired anyway. So I'll digress on that. Anything anything else you have on that? Yeah, if J.K. Rowling wasn't the person that she she was um, and that none of that actually existed, it definitely I don't think Hogwarts Legacy would have gotten a one. Um, but I don't know if it would have like topped the charts of anything either. Right. See, I think there would be a balance because there's a lot of people who are playing this game just for nostalgic reasons. Um, and they just want to enjoy the world or they're just naive and just want to play it. Like they're not paying attention to whatever political agenda that JK Rowling has and whatever anti-Semitic and anti-trans statements she, she has to say. Like there's, there are gamers and people out there that are completely oblivious to those things who are right. just, just want to play the game and enjoy this world. Um, and I'm sure there's somebody that's going to come up and tell them that they're wrong for that. But I I really like if none of that existed, I don't know if Hogwarts Legacy would have gotten as much coverage or as high scores as it does. Does it look better than all the previous Harry Potter games that come out? Yeah, of course it does. Um, but is it on the level of all these other AAA titles? I don't think so. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean, because of this huge controversy and where it's at and what this this division that we have, I, <laughs> it's getting a whole lot more coverage than it probably possibly would have gotten without that controversy. Interesting. Looking at another list here. Uh, so some of the games on here, let me see. Uh, the War Z got a 20 meta score. Deal or No Deal, 20. Alone in the Dark Illumination, 19. Spogs Racing, 18, Double Dragon, 2, Wonder of the Dragons, 17, Vroom and the Sky and the Night Sky, 17. Uh, yeah, so so it, it happens, but it's it's really, really rare, really, really rare, in my opinion. Right. And this is going back to 2012. Some of these I'm releases sure are 2012. Even, I'm sure it's even more rare for, I guess, is considered a triple A title. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a triple A. AAA. So, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, Daniela. Interesting. So, yeah, I watched some streams. I think it's it's a beautiful game. Looks like a beautiful world. Everyone's loving the magic and, and enjoying the the world. That's what I've seen, you know, in spite of everything that is surrounding it, in spite of all the controversy. Any final thoughts? And then we'll move on. Um, my personal thought is you want to play the game or you're going to play the game, whatever you want to do mental gymnastics you want to do to justify it. That's up to you. I'm not going to be a person that's going to condemn anybody because they choose to play it. Now, if you are just a straight up like anti-trans hate towards everything like that, like, first of all, our personalities don't get along and I probably just won't like you just based off of that alone. Like it has nothing to do with the game at all. But if you're coming from the fact that you don't want to let go of this nostalgia and that this story, this world, this universe that was created means something to you and that you you grew up with it. I, I can't I can't sit there and just be mad at somebody for it. I can't. It's not within me to put out hatred because somebody wants to enjoy something. I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money. Um and I'm kind of on that that side that is if we just cancel and remove everything that we currently enjoy, there's not going to be anything to enjoy. 
Because I also believe in the people who, you know, you use Twitter. Oh, but I'm not paying for Twitter. But Elon Musk, who is also sits high on that anti-trans um, platform over there, uh, can use those numbers for making money through people who want to advertise or market on Twitter. We are still in his demographic and he still uses the numbers of this is how many active users I have. And we're using that platform. Um, if you eat Chick-fil-A who is very, in the past, has been known to, Chick-fil-A themselves has been known to donate um, money in the name of Chick-fil-A to anti-LGBT, anti-gay um, laws and rights, um, which Chick-fil-A themselves has publicly said that they stopped doing that. However, the owner of Chick-fil-A still does just within their name, but people are still eating Chick-fil-A. That money still goes there. So I'm sure if we all dig in deep with whatever we enjoy, there's going to be somebody that does not agree with our moral choices. So where do we draw the line on that? That one, I, I, I don't know. That's where you personally, you do your own research and you, you sit with yourself and decide mm. for yourself personally what side of that moral compass you want to be on, on that moral line that you draw. If you want to go use Hive and you stop using Twitter, so be it. That's how you want to support that. If you're going to stop eating Chick-fil-A because of that, that's that's up to you. I personally have never eaten a Chick-fil-A. I've only learned how to properly say the name of that restaurant like a couple years ago because I've it's never so been good. one and I've never seen one. I've actually I've never it's seen a Chick-fil-A. It's so good. It's so good. I, I don't. I, I've never it's eaten so it, so good. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I don't really care for chicken sandwiches. Um. Uh, it, it, that is just something I think each individual person has to decide about where they want to draw the line and what they want to do, um, who they support, what they don't support, where they're willing to put that for, on themselves. Um, and I, I'm just for me personally, I'm just that's not the type of person I am to to put out that hatred. I already have so much going on in my life. I I know that other people have so much going on in their lives. And if the reason that you want to play this game is completely selfish because you grew up as a kid and this brought you joy. This made you see, feel seen. This brought, this saved you in some way. And as an adult now, you just need that escape to remember that younger version of yourself, to remember back into a time where life felt so much more simpler and that the problems that you were having the, in that time felt, feel so small to what you're going through now as an adult and play, playing Hogwarts Legacy brings you some type of joy and remembrance and nostalgia that brings joy into your personal life that is on you are you ready to join the podcasting revolution with podcasting what you should know you'll have all the tools and knowledge you need to create a successful show from the latest trends and secret tools to building a strong team and protecting yourself with contracts this book covers it all plus you'll learn how to stand out and continue to grow your audience don't miss out on this opportunity to take your podcasting skills to the next level. Get your copy of Podcasting What You Should Know today. That's up to you. More power to you. That's the, your choices. I don't feel like anybody needs to justify one way or the other. But attacking each other for it, bullying, each, harassing, telling, like sending out tweets or messages or DMs to go kill yourself. No, that is not the way. It really isn't. And that's that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, the uh, Hogwarts Legacy Dilemma. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, um, okay, so we'll, so thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for um, 
you know, giving us your thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy, the most uh, polarizing game of the first quarter of 2023. So so we're here. Uh, next thing that we have is uh, you can buy a PS5 without any stress now. You can buy an Xbox Series S or X without any stress now because uh, things I've, I've got, I guess things are easier now, you know, in terms of supply. <laughs> So Don't be happy. Seventy dollars on the on this game, but go ahead and spend five hundred dollars on this console. Be happy about that. It's <laughs> here for you. It's that. waiting for you at a store in a box. So go get yours. Somewhere. So yeah, somewhere, right? Somewhere. Um. So yeah, I, I saw that. I wanted to add that to the notes. So if you are still thinking about getting a PlayStation Five or Xbox Series S or X, definitely uh, check out your local. Uh, stores and see what they have um, in store for you right so that's that any thoughts on that i got mine i'm happy yeah i don't, I don't know how long plan. I mine already. yeah i don't yeah. plan to get uh, a console like that anytime soon there's there's no need for me to do that you know at this at this point and that's not necessarily a bad thing because you know we have a lot of crossplay stuff we have you know most of the games are being applied everywhere right available everywhere for the most part there's there's no like super exclusive thing that I have to play on a PS5 that I can't just wait for it to actually get to PC. So I think we're in a good place now overall, right? Whether you're a console person or a a PC uh, person, and I think that's great. Yeah, those are those are my thoughts. Um, what I do hate though, I do hate those rogue agents that appear right on heroic mode when i'm playing division two and you can kind of tell when they're going to show up okay so and and it's the intensity of of the the players not not the the human players but the people on the screen it's the intensity of those individuals that's usually a preview for the rogue agents that are like some of the most difficult you know like characters to play against but they have like the best gear so it's like you want to fight them, but you don't. And they have their own theme music, which makes it annoying. So I, I, I enjoy those, uh, those, those characters in terms of like, I know I'm going to get good gear from them, but I don't like the fight because it's almost unfair, even though like I have good gear myself. Right. So, so division two, all right. Division two, they, they delayed stuff and now they're, they're going to give like stuff, because they delayed stuff, they had the game broken where they can even update it recently and all those things. But having said all that, as much as I, I just said that I don't like the Rogue Ages and stuff like that, Division 2 is still one of the best looter shooters that exist today. It's, it's top three, right? So Destiny's in there for me, for sure. Division and then I would have to think of like some other ones, Warframe. So that's three, and, you know. Yeah. So any thoughts on Division, Daniela? I haven't touched it in a very long time. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. I played it yesterday. It was really, really good. Catching up. Uh, they changed a couple of things in the menu system in terms of how you optimize your weapons and all that stuff. Uh, the game crashed twice, and then you're able to uh, send your crash reports. After that, I didn't crash anymore. And that's a play session of about uh, maybe four or five hours of Division. It crashed twice. It shouldn't crash at all. But um, I'm grateful that I was able to get back into some of the matches that we were playing without any challenges, jumping back into the multiplayer side of things. But um, it's still really good. Um, 
I, I do hope that they continue doing a lot of good stuff for it. I know there's season 11 coming up soon, you know, some new characters to defeat and I'm sure some new weapons that are awaiting us agents, you know, to play the game, but it's, it's still one of the, the best um, looter shooters out there. Uh, in my opinion, I enjoy it along with the Warframe and the destinies of the world. So that's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Well, this next so, game kind of has to be you still because I'm having problems with this game. Which one? Hi, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is dope. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is dope. You know, I love the rhythm stuff. I love the, the, it, it reminds me of like your, your Jet Set Radio meets, you know, some other games, you know, uh, um, because of the rhythm portion uh, of the game. It's really good. It's an, a slasher slash rhythm game and they've done a great job it was a surprise when we watched that um you know presentation and they just happened to announce it during that presentation uh the bethesda xbox um okay. uh, showcase yeah. yeah which was really dope and i really enjoyed that like you know hearing from the dev side of things you know i have a different appreciation for that now because um i'm actually taking the time to like see like they they go through a lot to have these experiences be made. Right. And I think that I want to spend more time listening to those conversations, those interviews, those showcases, and the fact that they're adding more devs, you know, in the forefront of those conversations, I think that's necessary. And uh, it's really given me a, a different appreciation for all that. And, and yeah, so Hi-Fi Rush is definitely a great experience. It is on a game pass. If you have not checked it out yet, you know, definitely consider to, you know, doing so if you have the game pass, and um yeah it's really refreshing it's really refreshing definitely something worth checking so, out so my problem with it is i don't have an xbox but i do have the game pass mm. so initially i tried playing it on mobile and i got to like i'm literally at the beginning of the game still like when you're when it's teaching you how to sync up your attacks like i'm not even joking i'm like 10 only 10 minutes into this game so when i was trying it on my phone I thought maybe there's a delay and like that's why it's just not working because I'm trying to get through this part. So I install it on my PC and I'm still having the same problem. I uninstalled it, reinstalled it, deleted my cloud save, did all this stuff and I still get stuck there. And I'm like, what is the problem? I know I'm not bad at like being in rhythm. I, I get this. I was I'm I was just so irritated. I gave I gave up after like trying for three days. Well, not three full days. Like uh, it was like three days, several hours. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just not destined to play this game. As cute as it is, I don't know what it is that I'm doing wrong. You know, I I Google it's like, oh, use your headphones. I am using my headphones. Yeah, we'd like, have to I investigate. Don't, I don't understand. I don't know what it is. That I'm stuck in it. Like, I don't see anybody else having this problem, but I do. I literally cannot get through this part. And I had my son try. I had my boyfriend try. And I was like, what is wrong? I know I tried it with my mouse and keyboard. I tried it with my controller. I even switched out and changed different controllers. No, I, I don't know what it is. So before yeah. I get mad. I, I, like, yeah, don't get I mad. Just, like, don't. Yeah. I'm just going to walk away from this and maybe I'll try it again, like in a month or two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. So, so you're trying to go through the um, the tutorial part, and you're not able to pass that. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Like for, for whatever reason, it's just not syncing and saying like I am missing it. I'm like I know I'm not missing it. I am hitting it when I'm supposed to hit it. Mm. Yeah. And this is well, no, I can't say anything because I'm not sure where you are. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we definitely would have to investigate that for sure. That's frustrating because I want to enjoy this game because like it got really great reviews and a lot of love the yeah. moment it came out. And I've seen streams of it. It looks like a lot of fun. And I'm like, I want to enjoy that too. Please let me. <laughs> what yeah, did I do it's, wrong? It's definitely a dope, dope title. Definitely a surprise hit for the, for the year uh, for sure. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I would love to see like where, you know, you're you're getting. You'd have to stream it. That's that's one of the ways that we'd be able to to see what's up. I'll definitely have to show you that one. It's, I have it uninstalled right now. I, I, I got really super irritated. Yeah, we, we'd have to see. We'd have to see your screen. So so, yeah, dope, dope experience. Hi-Fi Rush. Definitely check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, next thing, X Defiant. I play a little bit of that during like, um, well, yeah, I play a little bit of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're going <laughs> to do uh, some cross-play stuff. I guess I can't really do too many details on that, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're doing cross-play. That's public news. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll stop there. Any thoughts? Cool. Yeah, I, cool. I, I no yeah, cool. <laughs> just as cool. Just as cool as Sonic Frontier, right? Selling 2.9 million worldwide. What do you think about that? I think it's nice to see that games and characters that we grew up with, whether it be Mario, Sonic, even Pokemon, still has a generation that is experiencing it for the first time and still enjoying it. I think that's always cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Sonic. I love everything Sonic. So I'm down to see more of those things. And um, I did see a quote. We can look forward to more 2D Sonic game, says Sonic Frontiers director. Right. And Sonic and uh, 2.9 million worldwide is a lot, but it doesn't seem like a lot, a lot. Right. You know, I think if it was like 3.7, you know, I think they'll be more excited, like more. Right. More of that is always better. Um, So we'll see. The game came out. When is that fourth quarter of last year? I don't recall. I'd have to double check that. Yeah, I'd have to check that. Actually, let's just check it right now. Sonic Frontiers. When did that release? Release date. Was that fourth quarter of last year? Yeah, November 2022. So, I mean, it's on track to do if it's at this pace. If it doubles, let me see. So you have November. So next three three months, it might do 3.7. 3.5, give or take. We'll have to see if they announce any additional numbers for Sonic Frontiers. So there's that. Um, any thoughts there? No, I think for a character that's not nearly, I mean, it's popular, but not on the same level as Mario popular. I think that's still pretty good. Really? I think I think people will debate you on that. You know what? We opened up popular. with Hogwarts Legacy. I'm sure a lot of people are going <laughs> to debate me about a lot of things I said and try to cancel me. And you know what? Is Sonic more popular than Mario or vice versa? No, Mario is more popular than Sonic. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I must stay neutral on that. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. To me, that's a tough one. I think Mario is with the newer generation, younger generation. It's easier for them to recognize Mario as both a movie, a show, and a game than Sonic. Yeah. That's why I feel he's more popular. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I don't know though. I'm, I'm gonna stay on that side. I'm gonna be neutral on that one. So your favorite series, Resident Evil. Okay, coming out animated with- series, animated video game series. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> 
<laughs> the live action stuff. Yeah, I don't. Can we get a reboot on that universe, please? Maybe. Maybe, maybe you might get a reboot. Maybe not. Death Island. That's coming out this summer. Any thoughts on that? I look forward to it. I like their animated stuff. It's always good. It's their live yeah. action stuff that's terrible. And I hope that with The Last of Us, they see like maybe, maybe we should get the creative teams from the games and the anime series to be a part of the live action. And then maybe they'll have pretty good movies and TV shows. Yeah, we have to see. We have to see what's going on there. I mean, for for Resident Evil, I love their animated stuff. For DC, I love their animated stuff. They just seem to get that right every single time. And and I really do appreciate that, whether it's on a streaming platform or, you know, it's just it releases on well, everything's on the streaming platform these days. Right. As I'm thinking about that, um, they just do it really, really good. So so DC, DC takes the, the crown for me on that right now. But uh, but Resident Evil, yeah, I'll, I I do peek in once in a while to check it out, but I don't like the um the jump scare stuff. I don't like that. <laughs> I just don't like it. But I, I do appreciate the fact that Resident Evil is still doing great things, especially on the animated side. Any additional thoughts on that? No, I look forward to it. I'm gonna watch it. Okay, then we can so come la- back during the summer to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, for sure, right? So the last two things we have, and then we'll we'll head out. So we have Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three. Okay, I have thoughts there, Danielle. You first. Um, I believe this is going to be James Gunn's last Marvel movie before he, um, you know, switches over to DC and his whole announcement about the whole DC universe that he's building up over there. So I kind of kind of have some expectations for this film i think guardians of the galaxy and overall has just been pretty fun lighthearted, you know zinger of, of a movie and story so i mean it looks pretty good i'm gonna watch yeah. it i have fun watching it. it it looks pretty good i i didn't get excited about the trailer though but it you does didn't? look really good no i, I didn't i thought it was a, a cool trailer and but i love watching the films though which is which is kind of weird to me. Like the trailer didn't do anything to me. I, I know the 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 recent uh, Fast and Furious trailer came out. That was like three minutes long, right? A lot going on in that particular trailer. I was like, wow, okay, you know, fast. But I'm trying to figure out if I ever got like super excited about the trailer for Guardians of of the Galaxy. But every time I watch the film, I love the films. So I don't think yeah, like I this agree is with you there. It's not a bad take. It's just like that's what I see for me, right? But for for Flash, you know, a different take on that. Any any take on the Flash? Uh, Flash is like some other mini controversy going on over there, too. Okay. <sighs> so many mixed feelings about it. I enjoyed the trailer. Looking around. Trailer itself, I, I'm really looking forward to it because based off of, you know, James Gunn, he gave this whole Twitter video post and everything like that about the whole reboot about uh, the DC universe going to be more aligned with what's going on in the movies, the TV shows, the animated uh, and his whole his whole plan for this. And that, you know, the Flash is supposed to reset all of this stuff that we've of like Zack Snyder's, you know, DC universe over there is going to be resetting and it's going to be James Gunn you know, his DC version. Um, but Ezra Miller has definitely been making some not good headlines over the last couple years for his very out there 
behavior, um, which I think started in 2020. Um, you know, he he had video of him choking a woman in Iceland. Um, he he's been uh, caught, you know, several of them actually were in Hawaii, <laughs> uh, not on my island, but, he, you know, he's had disorderly conduct. Um, he was he had a lot of things that he was actually arrested for in Hawaii, um, obstructing the highway in downtown Hilo, which is on the big island, uh, refusing to cooperate with police, disorderly conduct at a Honolulu a karaoke bar um you know and he accused police of hate crime because miller is non-binary and they were referring to him as sir um you have another uh couple that was from hilo that had a restraining order put against him um uh, because he broke into their bedroom and threatened to kill them and 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 stole stuff from them uh th- is a, is a huge thing and he's also uh, been accused for being a groomer and having you know parents of this 18 year old activist who apparently miller has known since she was like i think it was 12 or 13 years old and was being manipulated um another woman that was you know had some kind of order put against him because her and her her child's were in his house something like that it's like it's a whole whole mess that you can definitely google just google ezra miller and it's a whole thing over the last couple years that to a point where dc had to really think do we want to cancel the flash movie do we want to keep it going or we're gonna stick with ezra miller and you know what obviously you see the trailer they stuck with him they they're putting it out and a lot of people were very very upset that like what are you doing dc why are you keeping this problematic person who's putting up and like kidnapping grooming all this other really crazy stuff why are you keeping him and why don't you use Grant Gustin who is actually CW's the TV version Flash who does an amazing job um as playing Barry Allen um you have a perfectly fine Flash right here why are you sticking with Ezra Miller so now we're here as fans very conflicted again whole confliction thing you don't get just one Ezra Miller in this movie you get two of them but are we going to be completely blindsided because we are super stoked to see that Michael Keaton is Batman again and that's why we're going to watch this I don't know I don't know but I'm just going to put it out there that I am probably going to watch this film yeah (laughs) whatever people are going to say about me about that one um I'm going to watch it uh but it is very like it's very questionable like Please, James Gunn, if you're saying that this Flash movie is going to reset the DC universe and everything that came before this movie, pick a different Flash. Go forward with a different Flash. Like, in a business standpoint, I suppose I can understand why they would stick with Ezra Miller because there was money already put into it and they probably just didn't want to waste money, you know, recasting, reshooting, doing all this stuff. Um. But man, it's Michael Keaton in there. And that's where I think a lot of people are stuck because that's where I'm stuck. Yeah, you got to go see Michael Keaton as Batman. Who, if, if, oh my goodness, if you're going to go with Flashpoint and he's going back in time. And if you don't know, I'm sorry to spoil this for you, which I'm sure you can gather from the trailer itself, is that Barry's going back in time to a point where his mother is alive. He misses his mom. And 
he wants to be in this world where he gets to have this life where his mom is alive and he grows up with her and he you know his dad doesn't go off to jail for supposedly murdering his mom which didn't happen and it's like who who do you want that if you had the ability to go back to change something that was such a huge moment in your life and to correct that i i think a lot of people would and the thing is you, you don't know what the consequences are going to be but if you get your mom back in that moment you're just you're not thinking about the consequences you're thinking i get my mom back right um exactly. so you can guess you know he ends up being in this timeline where metahumans don't exist superman doesn't exist and you know zod comes back to take over the world but there's nobody to fight back against zod and this, this is where you get to see uh, michael keaton back as batman however i'm on this whole thing and i kind of have to agree with some people online here that maybe that is not bruce wayne but it is thomas wayne which is bruce wayne's dad and in that universe thomas wayne um he turns into Batman, but he is not the same type of Batman that Bruce Wayne was. He does it as a, a vengeance for uh, Bruce's death, because um, in that timeline, um, Bruce dies, not not Thomas. Not his, and uh, he's he's not a very nice Batman at all. I mean, I know Batman's pretty cruel, but this one is a far meaner one. So I think I'm thinking that is the Batman that we can expect. At least I'm hoping in my mind that I think that would be pretty cool. Because uh, clearly it cannot be a young Batman. It has to be an older Batman because they're using Michael Keaton. Um, right. Unless Michael Keaton somehow discovered the youth serum and he can still play <laughs> a young Batman. I, I don't know. But and obviously you don't have Superman. You have Kara, which is uh, Superman's cousin uh, that he, you know, you didn't expect to see and we get to have her introduced into the dc universe and world here as far as you know the movie goes um obviously if you watch supergirl the tv show the tv series already brought that about um but yeah i i really liked it Ezra miller is a problematic actor in general and i think over these last couple of years especially for the things that he's arrested for accused for i know that some of these things have been dropped against him I feel like there were payoffs there. I think when these accusations are as big as they are and it's suddenly like it's dropped, there has to be payoffs. Mm. You don't just drop those things. It's, it just doesn't happen. But he says that, you know, he is seeking, you know, treatment for quote unquote complex mental health issues. Um, well, those are very some <laughs> complex mental health issues if you're kidnapping people and grooming them. I don't I I wouldn't call they're just something wrong. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's another level um, for and, sure. Yeah. And, and at some point he issued and apologized for his upsetting people for his behavior. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I don't know about it. And before that, before all of that happened, I, I before any of these all the allegations, all the arrests, all the charges, everything. I really did like Ezra Miller as the Flash when they introduced him, and that's who um, Barry Allen was going to be. I thought it was pretty cool. I I really enjoyed him. Um, took a little bit because I really, because I was watching the Flash TV series with Grant Gustin for so long, and that having to see somebody new as the Flash was a little bit different. But I like what he brought to it. It's just that it's a little bit problematic because it's like. Mm. I, most employers don't stick with a problematic employee. 
So yeah, and I don't see him being hired for anything else. So all these other studio heads kind of got the message here, like, okay, we don't want to deal with uh, your hot mess. Which that's yeah. that's kind of where it is. DC just hired two very problematic people: Amber Heard, and Ezra Ezra Miller. It's like, yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's what I gotta say about it. I'm 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 gonna watch it. I am. It is DC. Yeah, I don't want to end here. You watch the Super Bowl. What do you think? We can end on that. I'm from one person that does not watch any sorts of sports. Um, my boyfriend does, and um, I'm not gonna lie. I was there in support of the food. <laughs> Um, I don't have a team. I don't, I really don't. Um, I like to make small bets just for fun. Um, but I don't. I don't personally have the team. I think before it started, what did we make bets on? Uh, the coin. Uh, yeah, the coin toss. Um, team that made the first punt interceptions, which there were not no interceptions, and whoever was ahead. Um, at the half and for the final, and I think I I chose the. Kansas City Chiefs and he got Eagles which you know what like it was a pretty interesting game it was like I don't I don't really watch but pay attention I don't know any of these these players names I'm not invested like that but to have a game that is so close and it's not just like this one-sided landslide um right. to have them going back and forth on that I think that always like regardless of what sport it is always makes for a far more interesting game even if I don't know all these different things and what's happening all the time, it's still it was still a good game to play. And um, I tried really, really hard to not be that person that's like, why is there a flag? What did that person do? What is a false start? <laughs> like, what do you mean there's substitutions? You mean like they have to go and reorganize their line because they swapped out one person. So they have to put in the person that matches them. Yeah. Like, it, it like all. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of these things. Um, I think I won three out of the five bets that we made. So I definitely get a foot massage at some point. But he was also cooking uh, ribs. So he was trying out some different method for ribs. And I definitely am not going to be one to shy away and nominate myself as the food tester. Mm. So I was 100% there for the food. And he cooks really good food. So... <laughs> Uh, you got me sold there. <laughs> no, that's good. That was a good game. Uh, I mean, the yeah, go ahead. The, no, I was just gonna say the penalty at the end, you know, kind of hurt um for for Philly. Uh, but uh, outside of that, it was a good game. Uh, Rihanna's performance was, you know, um, was a delight, you know, for someone who's expecting, you know. So it was good to see her, and uh, yeah, I think overall the game was really good and. This year for Super Bowl, I felt like um all the the aftermath of celebrations were like really quiet. It's just like it happened so fast. Like it was contained in the game. The commercials were decent. You know, Mr. Beast had um did you see the ad for for his new chocolate? I I don't think I did. I don't I don't think I really paid attention so, to too many of the ads, <laughs> to be honest, which I know it's just weird because most of the time people love, like, even if you don't like football, like myself, you like to watch it for the very interesting and creative ads. And I, I know I watched a handful of them, but I think right. I got that feeling where it's just like, insert celebrity here, here's the ad. I'm like, eh, that's not very creative or fun. I don't really care. Like, I like right. Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart a lot. But like the commercial that he was in, I'm like, I don't really care for this one. 
So look at oh, this link I'm sending you. That that's that's what he launched. Instead of launching the the commercial during the Super Bowl, because the Super Bowl commercial is like seven million dollars, he posted it on on Twitter as a 30 second video, and that is the product. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the product. That's the chocolate bar that he announced during the the time that the Super Bowl stuff was happening. I think he posted that also <laughs> on his IG. Um, I, and listen, you know, for marketing, whoever they have on their team over there, they're really good. They're, they're, they're just really good. So they had the commercial for that and all that. That wasn't in our notes, but I just, you know, thought I'd share since we're ending on Super Bowl stuff. $70 for a 20-pack of... <sighs> better be the best damn chocolate ever. But I kind of it's, just want to um, because it it's just called these nuts. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. The commercial is pretty funny. Um, it does show you like, you know, the ingredients and stuff like that. And I mean, for for a brand and everything that he's doing, like I'm just so inspired by all the stuff that he has um, going on. You know, I think that, um, you know, he's definitely an inspiration to many. I mean, he's definitely an inspiration to me based on, you know, brand building and and just all the stuff that he's doing. So, so yeah, I thought we'd end on a lighter note. Um, yeah. Chocolate bar. That's, that's it. Any, any final thoughts before we wrap? No, now I'm just looking at these different flavors and these, the shop. <sighs> okay. So, so where can they find you, Daniela? Find me on all the socials, Miss DJM. And where can they find you, Andrew? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. I did launch my poem collection. It's uh, pretty excited about that. These are poems written from the 90s to the early 2000s. It is called Echoes of Adolescence. You can find that on Amazon. You can also find my podcasting book, uh, Podcasting What You Should Know, on Amazon as well. So yeah, Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. Check those things out. Make sure you stay in touch with Daniela. And who knows, she'll be streaming themes extremely, extremely soon, which I'm excited about. Yes? Yeah, I got it. Yes. I'm working on other things too. I'm working on other things too. I don't have a, I don't want to say what yet. I don't even want to give a date on it yet because there's things I'm excited. I'm, working on. I'm excited. I'm excited. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye guys. Are you a fan of fighting games and art? Then you need to check out Combat Masters. Combat Masters is a digital art collection that features the most elite fighters from another multiverse inspired by the greatest fighting game characters of all time. These master warriors have honed their skills in fierce battles, and now their legendary exploits are immortalized in this one-of-a-kind collection. Each art piece in the collection features a different combat master, each with their own distinct style, techniques, and experience. The look of each master is open to interpretation, giving each art piece a personal touch. This is a collection that truly captures the essence of the fighting spirit and is a must-have for fans of fighting games and art collectors alike. So what are you waiting for? Join the battle and own a piece of fighting history. Combat Masters is now available on OpenSea. Twitter ownership verified. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. 
rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.